Hi, I'm Holly, your host of the Crush the Rush podcast. I work full-time and run a full-time coaching business. I started my first coaching business when my twins were 18 months old, and I was excited to start something I was passionate about, but overwhelmed with how to make progress in such small pockets of time. The methods of working three to four hours a day in blocks of time didn't work, quite frankly, because I didn't have it. So my mission is to share how you can put together your own side hustle strategy and plan that works for you without giving up your goals and still focusing on your priorities. I can't wait to help you grow your business and more importantly, enjoy that well-deserved time off. Let's get to the show. You are listening to episode 74 of the Crush the Rush podcast. And in today's episode, we're chatting with my friend, Amy Loughran. And fun fact, Amy and I actually started in business together, gosh, probably almost five years ago. And it's so amazing to see what she's done with her business in the last couple of years. Amy is a gift-loving, nacho-craving, strategy-slaying CEO. And even as I say that, I'm telling you that is so right on. And she's the head integrator and leading the team at the operations house. And after 12 years of climbing the corporate ladder, she threw caution to the wind and branched out into her own. She's 100% strategy focused so that her clients can stop worrying about the small details and start focusing on the big picture and their profit. I am so excited for Amy to share with you how she grew her business to six figures based on referrals and networking alone, as in no social media, no paid ads. This was all based on face-to-face conversations, networking, referrals, and amazing client work. You guys are definitely going to want to take notes for this one. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Amy. Hey, Amy, welcome to the Crush the Rush podcast. How are you today? I am good. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. And fun fact, Amy and I got started together in network marketing and we both sort of pivoted quite a bit. So I'm really excited uh, for you guys to hear Amy's story. So Amy, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Thank you so much. It's so crazy. Like when you say it, it seems like it was a lifetime ago. I know, it really does. I like look back and I think that it's, I mean, I'm in my, now I guess you could say like late-ish 30s. And then when I think about like all these different things that bring you up to like this point, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like so many different versions of my life where I'm like, oh, that was me. Like I did do all of those things. Um, But yeah, like network marketing was how we connected and like a big point. So um, what I do now, um, I am an operations expert and consultant for typically female entrepreneurs that want to kind of come into the digital space and really understand how they can scale their business in a way that makes sense for how they want to run their business because not everybody wants it the same way. And so I can either step in in a coaching capacity, I can step in in a system setups capacity, but I really kind of meet people where they are. And it came around from just gradually growing where my expertise lied. I had corporate experience in the background from project management. I did executive training for a Fortune 500 company. Um, I did development for a nonprofit. I mean, but all of those skills kind of like circled around to be like, oh, this is my sweet spot. It's supporting people to create goals that made sense for them and to not be like the bright, shiny person. I want to be like right next to the bright, shiny person saying like, we can do this. We just need to like pivot slightly and like make it happen. So 
I love that so much. So we, you just kind of hinted at a little bit of coaching. Can you give everyone a little insight to what you mean by systems, um, just in case they're trying to follow along of what that actually looks like? Yeah, the way that I think about systems in its simplest form is every day we do things and we can either do things and make to-do lists over and over again to get them done and then constantly have our head filled with like, oh my gosh, I have to do this. Oh my gosh, I have to do this. I can't believe I forgot this. It's the end of the day. I'm so stressed out. Or we can create systems that make it easy for us. And so whether or not that's automations that happen in our business so that you can set and then forget what's going on or whether it's a place where certain pockets of your business live and you know that it's structured so a team can support you. There's so many different ways to set up systems. And my specialty is to come in and kind of audit what's happening and say, okay, if you want X outcome, here is what I suggest we do based on your actions, your team's actions, and here's the framework in which it should be running. And let's go ahead and put that in place. I love that. So one of the things that we wanted to talk about today was how specifically you grew your six-figure business based on referrals and networking, as in not social media, not Pinterest, not Facebook, but on referrals, um, I think alone. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how that sort of came to fruition for you? Oh my goodness. It's so like when I look back at it, because if you, if you search me now, you'll see that there are social media posts that go out. And if you like, actually like want to go like super sleuth mode and cyber stalk me one, it's not that exciting, but two, it goes in like hills and valleys of like, Oh, this, look at this girl. Like she posts a lot. Like she clearly <laughs> like is trying to like build an audience, but then it goes away like every like two or three months. And it's because I don't have the attention span or the desire or love of like the social media content. I just, I just don't enjoy creating content in that way. I'll hop on a podcast or a video with a person in a second. Cause it's like how I like to communicate. Um, but I have an amazing assistant who does it now for me. And that's <laughs> phenomenal. She takes videos that I record inside my Facebook group and then turns them into social media rewind over three years ago, that wasn't the case. And the thing that I had was relationships. And I am a believer that if all else fails, and it likely will, I think 2020 is an testament to that. Right. Um, relationships are the one thing that you can count on. I believe in relationships for building a business. I believe in education for maintaining a business. And those two things have been the cornerstone to a referral network that has worked to grow my business. Because when I meet and talk to a person, I'm not sitting there thinking, oh man, like maybe this person's going to like give me money one day like that. It's just not how I'm wired, but I am thinking, oh, this person is really interesting and I'm naturally inquisitive by nature. I mean, even Holly and I haven't been face-to-face talking in a couple of years and we, we get on the phone and I'm like, oh, I like your wallpaper. Yeah. Oh, what's going on here? What's <laughs> happening? I mean, like I, we could have talked for probably like two hours without skipping a beat. And I think that that is the beginning of a true like referral network business where you have to genuinely care and want to interact with people. And I think that's kind of like where mine started. It's just, that's natural desire to want that. Yeah. So would you say that your referrals happen naturally or do you have like a referral program where you're sort of asking clients to refer you if they have people that might be interested? 
Oh, that's such a good question. So I do now have for current clients or people that have worked with me, um, either retainer or on a project basis, if you refer out, I pay out referral. So similar to like an affiliate program that anyone who refers over will get like a percentage fee based on whatever project somebody might hire me in for. So I believe in that type of structure, you know, hand over um, this. But um, initially, the way that this all started was I went completely out of my comfort zone. I'm an introvert at heart and went to an event that was a female entrepreneur event. It was, you know, three days, drove myself, didn't know a soul there, completely terrified and just felt like I needed to go. I felt like if I was going to make something of the business that I was creating, this was something I needed to do. And then every single day I sweat profusely and hoped no one (laughs) noticed as I tried to talk to people at the table that I was sitting at and had a couple key people that I was very interested in talking to because I respected the business that they were creating online. And I slightly cyberstalked them before coming because you could see the attendees. And yeah. so that's really where it started. That's what completely, I have no idea what my business would be right now had I not gone to that because I mean, I can attest to you know hundreds of thousands of dollars that have come from relationships from that event. Yeah, I actually remember when you went to that mm-hmm. event because I think we were working and I was like, wow, this is a big ship. Hey, you, I wanted to pop in here with an exclusive invite to my private Facebook community, Crush the Rush, where I go live every Monday to give you my best tips and tricks on how to run a full-time business on a part-time schedule. Plus, I teach you the strategy and the systems that I use on a daily basis and give you the boost of motivation you need. And there's more. We have guest speakers, monthly workshops, and you get direct access to me and the community to ask questions and really take your goals to the next level. If you love this podcast, you are going to love the Crush the Rush community. You can jump in via the link in the show notes, and I cannot wait to connect more. So yeah. I'm going to go off track just for a second. You, you mentioned before the event, you did a couple of things. Can you share what that might look like? As far as like research for the event? Yeah. Okay. So I, when I like, you know, like double down and like commit to do something, I go into full, we were just talking about like what the Colby score is. So I'm, if anyone has ever done their Colby, I'm a nine, seven, two, two. So I go into research mode. I'm totally that friend who, um, like when you pull up to somebody's house, I'll like Zillow, like, like what's the house value? I will be like, oh, you don't know who the person is that, you know, like wronged your best friend. I'm like, I'll find them on Facebook. Like, don't you worry. Like I am a high researcher. So when it was certain people were attending the event and had put it out on social media, I'm like, okay, this seems like it's a place that I want to be at. What's going to be taught here? Why do I need to go? What would be my outcome? I make like all of the lists to be able to figure that out. And then I researched who would be there and what would be the likelihood of me being able to interact with them? If it's an event of like 10,000 people in a stadium, which at the time of this recording, we're still right in the thick of COVID. That's, that's not happening right now. But back then I wouldn't have spent, you know, four figures on going to an event like that because who am I going to interact with? But if it's something you know, 200 people or less, there's a chance that I'm going to have real meaningful conversations with, you know, 20 to 30 people, depending on the fact that the meals were included. So you'd be sitting with people during mealtime. You were going to be put at a table. There was night happy hours that were included. So this was very strategic and understanding that as long as I could get outside of myself and say, okay, Amy, you're going to have to have conversation with people when you don't know them and you will have zero safety blankets there 
you just need to go in with a game plan. So that's what I did. Yeah, I love that. Would you say that networking is one of the biggest steps for you in getting referrals or starting that referral network? I would. And I think it's really important to like, even now, I mean, I take the time now to connect, to join either masterminds, peer masterminds, to show up when somebody has like a free coffee chat or to interact in any way, shape or form, because it's networking, not only to still understand what's happening in the industry around me, but also to, I mean, just to like learn about people and see what other people are experiencing. Where I am in my business right now is very different than I was three and a half years ago, but I need to know what people are experiencing in every different stage of their business. Who I served back then is who I is different than who I serve right now. I want to be helping the person who is like a starting entrepreneur and trying to grow their business. So I want to be in those events to be able to see and understand why they chose to go to that virtual summit and things like that. And so the networking is incredibly important. It's also like the cheapest way you can, for anyone who's like spending Facebook ad money and things like that, like just putting yourself out there and it may be more uncomfortable, but it, yeah. it pays off way more. Yeah, I would definitely say I'm an introvert as well. And I mean, I definitely have to go into those events with a plan. Like, okay, I'm going to talk to three people and then I'm going to take a break. Like the break is yeah. like rewarding myself because I just, it makes me super uncomfortable. Any other tips around just referrals and networking and maybe in addition to events, like how to take sort of that first step to build that? I think one of the best things you can do is if you have somebody, it's important to know like why, if, why if you're trying to get out of your own shell and make a connection to a person and it's not just, I'm hoping to meet more people in my industry. Like say you're really trying to network because you're trying to elevate either a connection for a program or to be hired by an ideal client or things like that. Knowing what the goal is in mind, that makes a big difference. And then if you have that goal, who do you know in your own circle that can make those connections for you? Because the more you talk to people, the more you'll soon realize that you might only be a person away from where you want to be having a conversation. And that is a game changer in our industry to be able to have a warm introduction to talk to you. There, um, what I'm doing right now, I'm on the inside of a lot of hirings that happen for many, you know, multi seven figure dollar clients. And more often than not, the hirings that are happening aren't public. Like it's not, it's yeah. somebody asking for, do you know someone who does X? And then a person talks to a person, it's like, put the name in the hat. And that's what's happening behind the scenes. And so being able to reach out and let people know, like, this is who I am. This is what I do. Here's what I'm interested in. And not being afraid to share that with people regularly is probably the biggest thing you can do to shift where you are referred and where people will bring you into more conversations. Yeah, I love that. And I love what you said of being like one person away because you never know who that person is connected to or who that person's person is connected to. And um, I know I just, I'm working on hiring my first virtual assistant and I did exactly what you said. Like, I don't necessarily have time to like search Facebook groups for like all the ads that people are putting out there of like, oh, I can do these things. So I asked people that I trusted and said, hey, do you have anyone who you think could do this? And that's how I found her. Um, So that's a super um, great example. Any other, I guess, tips or maybe some roadblocks to watch out for um, when you're really sort of starting this process? Um, I think if you're starting the process, getting on coffee chats with people, it's something that was done a a lot 
before, and I say that like before, like I'm like geriatric <laughs> online business owner, but I mean, I, I feel like coffee chats were super common, you know, three or four years ago where people would just like get on and chat. And now they kind of have a stigma that if you're going to get on a coffee chat, people expect to be pitched to. And I, I hate that that's happened because it's something really great about just connecting with a person to find out, like, do you have anything in common? What is their business about? And not trying to end it with a pitch for your services or like, okay, so now that you know that about me, I'd really appreciate if you tell everyone to hire me. Like that's not the point of a coffee chat. It's really just to make a connection and to share just so you know another person in your industry. Um, what you say you can do, they're impressed or they know, then they make the connection for you. And so I always encourage people to be open to letting those happen naturally and then just keep them short. Like the worst thing you can do is get on a call with somebody and be like, oh my God, this is so awkward. Like, I don't want to talk anymore, but we're here for 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's funny because I I have clients who are like, I got on a coffee chat and I spent 45 minutes talking to them. I'm like, no. Like, I mean, it's obvious. (laughs) I agree with you. It's great to have those initial conversations, but like put some boundaries around it, have the conversation and then definitely um, keep the the relationship going. Um, yeah. All right. I want to pop in and take a quick break because I have something really exciting that you are going to love for 2021. What if you had a community and a business coach wrapped up all in one? Listen, I know running a business as a solopreneur is hard and sometimes investing in one person can only take you so far. So I wanted to create a community for you. And so I'm introducing the brand new Crush the Rush Collective. The Collective is my new six-month signature program that's going to be offered in February of 2021, and we focus on motivation, personal development, accountability, which you all have been asking for, and strategy. We thrive on working together to help each one of us reach our individual goals. And in addition to a robust strategy agenda, so that's all the tools and systems and social media schedules, I also bring to you all my business besties. We are talking motivational experts, finance experts, social media experts, and more. The community is built with all of the tools for you to thrive, including direct contact with me, my team, and so much more. The community is really set up for you to grow as a woman and a business owner and hold you accountable and teach you all the ways to fit in all the things without burnout, which is what this entire methodology called Crush the Rush is made up of. I cannot wait for you to learn more about the community. There are limited spots and there is limited time. So you want to grab the link in the show notes, set up a time with me to chat and let's see if it's a good fit. Because you are a mom and you run your own business and we are sort of all at home. And I think by the time this airs, we will be at home as well. Um, Any tips for just balancing running a full-time business with a full-time schedule? I know you're a systems and process person and I think my audience would love your tips. Okay. Oh my gosh. I could go into 
so many, but I will say like my family is, my family is probably like the top of the pendulum for um, things that we do. My kids are 10 and seven. We work off a dry erase board every single day where they have like a a task list that they have to complete. And it's there, they do homeschool from a virtual program that kind of guides them through, but it's everything from like fun things they have to do, chores they have to do and actual like stuff. And so like, it might say, go outside and kick the soccer ball for 20 minutes. And then, um, we also have like a light system where if I'm up here, like right now, it's, it's similar to like, you know, if you're like a DJ, (laughs) a light where it's like when the light's on, you can't go in and interrupt mommy. That's not, um, permitted there. And then, gosh, what's one of my other favorite ones? I am an early riser. So I believe in the power of figuring out where your energy lies and keeping that as sacred as possible. So I never tell someone who is a night owl that you should wake up early and get work done. That's just where you should save the high priority tasks for you. But for me, it makes sense to be sitting down at my desk before 6am so that I can get a solid hour of work before somebody else needs me. And when I don't do that, whenever I prioritize like an additional hour of sleep, I am so grumpy. Yeah. It impacts the rest of my day. And so like, and I need to feel like I checked off like the weirdest admin stuff so that I can be productive. And so I think that's probably like the biggest things that make an impact to have a smooth day. Cause it's all about your day being smooth because then your productivity can increase. Yeah. I love that. We're very similar. We have a dry erase board system. Um, we don't have a light system. We do have a door system though, where like yeah. if my office door is shut, like it better be a freaking emergency if you come in. So I guess I need to like, work I'm always that. like, oh, does it like, do we need to like cut it off? Like is something like, is it, right. is like, is the finger falling off? And they're like, oh no. And I'm like, no, oh, it seems like we're, you know, and I'm a hundred percent that's sarcasm for anyone listening. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I love that. It's really, really helpful. Um, one more question for you. And I think because you do focus on operations and growth, can you chat a little bit about how do you know when it's the right time to outsource? So how would you know if it's the right time to hire someone like you or hire someone to help, um, with your systems? Oh, okay. That is such a good question. So I don't ever think there is an exact right time for everybody, which I know is the answer that nobody wants to hear. Right. But I think there's a difference between hiring someone like how you were saying, a virtual assistant before. If you're hiring a virtual assistant, you should be hiring at that point because you either have tasks that you no longer can do and are holding you back, but they are task-based that you can easily like put on a list for a person because they are task-based um, contractors. If you're hiring someone to come in and help you scale, it's different because you've capped where you can move the business and you need to be able to grow. And those are so, those are two completely different things mm-hmm. on what you need to do. And so if you're sitting at a spot where you're either thinking, I have so much I want to do, but all this other minutiae is holding me back, you probably need a VA to like take it and run so you can do all the things you know you want to do. If you're sitting and you're thinking, I know there's so much more that should be done, but I'm just not sure how to get there. Then I'm probably more of the person you want to talk to because we want to assess what's happening in the business so that we can scale you to where you want to go. And it could be you need a VA. It could be you might not have things set up in the right way, but the thing is where you're sitting feels uncomfortable right now. And we're not Mm -hmm. sure why, but we know that this isn't the end for you. This isn't the end for your business. And 
we're not going to stay here forever. And the longer you sit in it, the more it will seem easier to just like let it be. And that's the worst. Complacency is the worst place to end. Yeah. I actually love what you said about feeling uncomfortable because I actually feel like when you feel uncomfortable in your business, it's a sign. Like it's a sign of Mm -hmm. something, right? Like it's a sign that you're maybe doing things wrong or a sign that you need to organize better or that you need help. Um, And so I always try to look for those signs of like, okay, I need to change things or something needs to be different. But I agree, like definitely um, don't sit with it. So thank you. That was so helpful. Uh, So at the end of every podcast, I ask three questions. I recently changed them because of COVID. I was getting the same answer. So now they're a little bit different, but still really fun. Um, what is your morning routine? And I think you sort of mapped it out for us a little bit, but anything else specifically that you try to get done in the morning? Um, I go through my inbox. I'm a big ClickUp fan. And so I go through my notifications and um, I always have two cups of coffee. I'll, I'll leave it at that, <laughs> two cups of coffee. <laughs> yeah, I could, I'm going to have to have a whole nother podcast on ClickUp because that keeps coming up in conversations I'm having. So I need to look at that. Oh my um, gosh, have you not been in? No, no. Oh, we, we, we can just get on a call together and go through it. Okay. It's just amazing. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, the next thing is, is what is one resource that's helped you the most in your journey? Oh, that's a good one. Um, so in my entire journey, I think probably the resource that has helped me the most, I'm going to have to give a shout out to Boxer but it's probably the resource that I am starting to use the least now. So Voxer was like a big connection. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, it's, it's where I opened up probably in like the beginning to just recently, almost all clients for that like ongoing walkie. It's a walkie-talkie app for anyone who doesn't know. Um, and it was where all business clients had access to me. But during COVID, it felt really heavy. And I just realized that I didn't want that much freedom for people to be able to communicate and like talk for seven minutes at a time. And so now barely anybody um, still has access to me. And it is one of the most freeing things to open it up and be like, oh, there's no notifications. (laughs) Like it's, it was very interesting, but it was such a game changer. Yeah. I love no notifications in any app. Like I hate having that like number there. Uh, what can I ask? What's the resource you use the most now? Um, now it would probably be ClickUp. ClickUp. ClickUp yeah, is where I keep yeah, client stuff. Yeah, it's project conversation cool. on that. Um, and then what was the last thing you purchased on Amazon? Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> oh, I think I got new pillow inserts for Christmas decorations. Nice. I love that. I wish it was something so much cooler. <laughs> I know the Amazon question is the best one for sure. Uh, well, thank you, Amy. This has really been really fun and we'll have to have you come back for a part two on all things click up, but can you share um, where people can find you, what you're up to and sort of all the things? Yeah, you can find out everything about me at theoperationshouse.com. That's my website. If you want to join in on the fun, um, I am mostly in Facebook, on my Facebook group. It's shift to CEO, just all spelled out. And I'd share strategy, systems, things like that. And then occasional challenge there for people who are ready to kind of take back what they've got going on in their business. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Crush the Rush podcast. If this was helpful to you, I'd love it if you would please leave a review. It is truly what makes this show keep going and keeps the amazing guests possible. Even better, tag me on Instagram stories and let me know what you think. I cannot wait to hear from you. 